0: I'm coming from the city where no PD is showing. Somebody do
1: a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Look, count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California.
0: This is Los Angeles. Where are we going? Westward Yo, 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 yo! What up, y'all? It's your boy BTG. This is a disclaimer. Um, so, I recently recorded with one of my favorite podcasters in the podcast community, in the universe, in the world, uh, Miss Jay Book from Jay's Quick Three, and we had a, a dope, phenomenal, vibing as episode, uh, which went well over an hour. And uh, but the last I want to say like the last 20 minutes of the episode uh the sound got a little bit dis- distorted uh there was some type of uh FBI and CIA interference so uh it was cut short but but um uh we're definitely going to have to make it a part 2 you know what i mean so we'll you know link up again and we'll finish off from there probably catch up you know since last year because we recorded back in November. And um we'll definitely continue it from that episode. But it like I said, the bulk of the episode was dope. You know, I call her the reason, you know, because she's a part of the happy hour gang over there with the rest of the ladies. And she's the reason of the group. And, you know, she got her time to shine on on my platform. And I I've been, you know, I'll I'll be on her platform uh uh coming up. We spoke about that, <laughs> but um, just wanted to let y'all know that if, if the ending isn't like how I've ended it, you know, in the past episode is because we had to cut it short uh, because of the sound quality. Uh, it was just, you know, something aliens had came down and start fucking some shit up. So uh, other than that, man, enjoy the episode and um, yeah, Jay Book, Jay's quick three. Jay Bizzle,
1: what's up, Baylor?
0: How we doing?
1: I'm good. I'm hanging in there. See, I got a little allergies going on, but I'm all right.
0: Yeah, I mean, those happen, you know. Uh, Yeah, that that type of stuff happens. I will say this though: you are the only one that's a part of a very vicious. Um, dangerous, menace to society type of group, right? But you are the only one that
1: hasn't verbally threatened me. You know. Okay, that part is true. I don't know about the vicious and dangerous part, but okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, is is documented? Oh, online, oh, okay. Twitter
1: is it okay
0: yeah yeah Uh, the the group that you hang with right yeah they uh a very lovely group by the way um am I frightened by them absolutely you know what I mean um and within the past I want to say the past month maybe a month and a half maybe even longer you know I was getting a lot of threats um I wouldn't say death threats, but it close. Okay. And so I I just want to take this time out to say thank you for not adding on to that. You know? It's been a lot going on. You're welcome. It's been a lot going on in 2020. I just just appreciate you. And this is why I gave you the nickname, The Reason, right? Okay. Um, So welcome to... BTG for president? I don't have a soundboard, so I can oh. I can't do none well, of the claps or anything like that.
1: All right, well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: They're there though. Just to let you know like okay. there's some claps there. Most of them mm-hmm. went to Biden tonight, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. But the claps were there, the smoke, uh the fireworks, all that shit happened. I just don't have a soundboard for it.
1: Uh-huh. okay. Right. I got it.
0: So, um, now me talking to my audience, this is a very special person. She came in, and I will say this. I, so, I listened to a recent show that you had, right? With a fellow podcaster. Uh, mm-hmm. And I meant, you, you mentioned, and he had mentioned, and we're talking about Paco. You know what I
1: mean? Oh, okay.
0: And, um... <laughs> You know, Paco has been in the game for a while. He's a veteran. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Hall of Fame, if you ask me, like, he could retire from podcasting right now. He's going straight to the Hall of Fame, right? Okay. And and you mentioned that, you know, you were one of the newer podcasters and things like that. But I will say this. That might be true as far as, um, you know, uh, as far as how many shows you've gotten done so far. Um, and when you started, but the quality of the show, the content that you provide and the personality mixed in with it. You're already a veteran. No.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate that coming from you. Yeah. Mr. president.
0: Yeah. I mean, wow, that has a nice ring to it. <laughs> it does have a nice ring to it. Uh, but no, that you know there, there there have been other podcasters that um that have started you know within the past year or two or whatever um and some of us like to mention or i would say describe them as newcomers rookies whatever the case you want to call it not necessarily me i mean is uh-huh. it is easy to use those terms uh, uh-huh. but to me i don't think you have to have You don't have to have the years for me. And the only reason why I say that is because I respect the people that has been doing it for five, four or five plus years. That's cool. That's Mm -hmm. solid. But you can put out four to five plus years of pure, mediocre trash. That's true. But if you start out the gate with some fire, you know what I mean? Um, I can appreciate that a little bit more. And so... um, I do appreciate your show. Jay's Quick Three. Um, mm-hmm. to me, she's a veteran, but we want to start before. We want to start before the podcast. So I have a I have I have certain episodes that um I put in a separate category, and that's called Unmasking Decades of LA. And okay. the origin of that was I I was explaining to people that's not from California, who have probably never been to California or just visited a few times, you don't really, besides the videos that you probably have seen, um, the movies, you don't get the real um, depth and the details of what went on inside the city. And so... I pretty much share my background and my journey uh, being born and raised in Southern California. And so, uh-huh. with that, I've kind of flipped it and asked certain people who stayed in different cities and that belong to other states their same journey um, that was attached to their culture, you know, within their city or their state. And so that's why I didn't send you any type of heads up, no, no need for show notes, because you pretty much already have your journey. You already know your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to get though, I didn't want to get, you know, those uh those uh I didn't want to get written down answers. I wanted to come from, right. you know, from the dome. So okay. Jay Bizzle, like, wait. Because I know how your violent group gets down. <laughs> am I, okay, look am I allowed? violent Okay, go ahead.
1: I don't I don't like that word violent when you're describing my my homies, my sisters. We okay. gotta pick another we gotta pick another word.
0: Okay, we're gonna say um Let's let's pick a nicer word. I think I'm going to go with intimidating. I mean,
1: if that's how you feel, I can't tell, I can't say you don't feel that way, but I just they're very lovely people. I just don't see them being violent. Oh, they're
0: lovely. Absolutely. Intimidating? Is that one Is that one better?
1: That there you can say that. Yeah, intimidating to you.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, of course when it comes to me, yes. Um Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> I want to know is it is it okay if I come up with a nickname for you? I'm
1: fine.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Jay Bizzle is cool. That's cool. Okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. So, Jay Bizzle, um, please introduce <laughs> yourself, uh, your show, and then we'll get into the journey.
1: All right. Well, I'm Jay or Jay Boog, or as Baylor calls now says Jay Bizzle, but usually just go by Jay. Uh, my podcast is Jay's Quick Three, and it's just a podcast where I choose three random topics, whatever I'm feeling at the time, and I just, you know, talk about them in my own little, I guess you can say, special way. And uh, I can talk about anything from news to pop culture to experiences I've had or experiences I've, other people have talked to me about, just things I would like to talk to my friends about. So just talk about those things. I do it as quick as I can. And yeah, that's about it. I try to have fun. I try to keep it lighthearted. But if the time calls for it, I can also get serious.
0: Right. Right. Um, which I have noticed about the show is that you are very um, in tune with uh, music. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my love right there. I Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you, you once said that, you know, you would like to. It's, so it's kind of like me. Like, I, obviously, I love sports. Um, basketball player and I love to be around uh-huh. the sport now. I mean, of course I still like playing it, but I like to be around the sport. Um is there is there like a like a passion I want I want to call it a passion, a career passion that you would like to be a part of when it comes to music like I I can go to um a traveling, you know, uh AAU basketball game Or I can go to a Pop Warner football game I can go to a soccer game uh, And just watch these kids Play all day You know what I mean Because that's my love You know From from AAU All the way to college And hopefully They make it to the pros Is there A I want to say A a job Or A career uh, As far as Within the music industry That you would Love to be a part of
1: Um let's see. I when I was younger, I definitely wanted to be some some part of entertainment. I just wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it because I knew I had a passion for music. I just didn't know exactly I, I couldn't sing. <laughs> I wanted to play instruments and do stuff like that, but you know, I was trying to learn how to do that. So I would write songs. <clears throat> some friends of mine, excuse me, some friends of mine were in a group. So I used to try to write to their songs. And let's see. Yep. Trying to think now. Uh, let me think about that. Because there's a way I want to get into it, but it's not, it's not that anymore, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean when I was would you would, could, could you see yourself like managing a group or you know being a producer or um even you know having your own record label Oh did you see yourself doing well, like like one of those three.
1: Well, back in the day, after I realized I couldn't do the singing and all that stuff, I wanted to learn how to produce. And okay. so probably when I was, how old was I? Twenty, twenty three, maybe. Oh, that's, um, I went to. Back in the day, what
0: was that, four years it was,
1: ago? Oh, A long time. Wait, what'd you say?
0: That was four years ago?
1: Yeah, 4 years ago. Okay. 4 years ago <laughs> I wanted to uh I wanted to learn how to be a producer. And so I was going to go to I don't know if you've heard the school called Full Sail <clears throat> in up. uh Orlando? No. So that that school like produces like a lot I mean it's in right outside of Orlando. So they produce a lot of people that work on Disney movies. Mhm. So okay. Music producers, people that work in film, like all that whole thing. And so I had looked that up. Um, obviously, this wasn't four years ago because now you can just go to YouTube and learn how to do stuff. So
0: YouTube University.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, that's where I have my skills from now. But um, I had decided I wanted to do, to do that. And I was going to, excuse me, open up my own entertainment company. Mm. And so I was going to produce... I was also going to go to law school. I had all these plans. I was going to go to law school, so I can. I was going to do a concentration in uh, contract law.
0: Okay. Oh, that's smart. So,
1: yeah, what I wanted to do was open my entertainment company, but not necessarily do everything, but be able to know what everybody else is doing so they couldn't cheat me out of anything. Uh, Right. So, um, learn contracts because I felt that was important. Also, learn entertainment law, and then uh, I was going to go into finance as well, and uh, learn that side of the business. So I would have all the knowledge I needed to be able to run this this business. So that was kind of like my idea in my twenties to still be a part of of the music industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also mentioned back in the day that I wanted to that I was really into entertainment. So I always say, I always call myself like the a walking blog.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Because I knew everything. Me and my best friend, we would read magazines. Um, I would watch all the videos, look at all the shows, and uh, I would tell people what's going on. So after realizing that maybe I wasn't going to Um, Not that I still couldn't, but I wasn't going to go into that part as, like, owning my own entertainment company. I I considered maybe um, doing, like, entertainment, uh, either writing or not like a reporter. I don't know what they call them. Nowadays, it's just on blogs, but I was still in the mind frame of, like, the video souls or the... Like writing, like, a column or something like that? Yeah, well... After, if I wasn't going to do the things on TV or be behind the scenes, yeah, I wanted to like write a column like for Vibe or mm, Source magazine or you know magazine. stuff like that.
0: I see you. I yeah, see you.
1: yeah, or have my own magazine. So, yeah, it was different avenues. I felt like I could try to get into the entertainment world without being like necessarily in the spotlight. In the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. I went all all around. <laughs> to it, it, answer did, that
0: it did. It did, and it sparked some more questions. So, okay. One interesting thing that you just said, though, which I think is like very doable, like especially right now, is is that you said, you know, you know, coming up with writing, writing your own content—that's a part of your own magazine. Would you consider still doing that?
1: <sighs> See, okay. So, me and writing, because mm-hmm. I used to write, also. I used to write short stories. I used to write poetry. I used to do a lot of writing. And at some point, I kind of lost that. Like I don't know if you want to call it writer's block or whatever, but I just haven't written in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I couldn't, but it's just it hasn't been in the forefront. Um, so I don't know about writing because I, I, what I don't want and no, no shade to the blogs, mm-hmm. I just don't want to get into that Part Because I just feel like everything has to be salacious. And if it's just straight entertainment, a lot of people aren't really paying attention to that. Um, not mm-hmm. that I couldn't change it, but it's just, I don't know if it's worth the, you got to do something. Like somebody is in today's, in today's world, you have to figure out what's going to get that click and what's going to mm-hmm. do whatever. And I'm just, mean, I'm not mean, into. the gossip, right? Yeah, and I'm just not into that. Right, I got even with my show. I might talk about entertainment stuff, but I'm not really going into like what you would see somewhere else. Like, I don't really care what Cardi B is doing or Meg The Stallion is doing. I might talk about the situations they're in or something I heard or what my thoughts on it. But I'm just not, I'm just not into that that Mm -hmm. part of entertainment.
0: I could, I could dig that, especially um, the you know writers' block. Uh, because mm-hmm. I I used to draw and I used to write. I used to write a lot of poems, but I just okay. but I just stopped. <laughs> you know, I'm good with the words and I could draw just a little bit. I think the one thing that kind of, I mean, I I don't know. I think I'm not sure if I just grew out of drawing because I'm still interested in a lot of animations and different styles of art and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I I think I think one thing was that I've seen other people that drew better than me. And was more disciplined when it came to to their pen, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that was a little bit more intimidating because I wanted to I wanted to draw the way they did, but I didn't I didn't take the time to learn it. Um, and then as far as like writing, you know, I write stuff here and there, but
1: I'm mm-hmm. not really
0: huge on it anymore. Uh, but what yeah. you but what you said could I mean I mean of course art and. And poems is, that's lifelong right there. But coming up with your own magazine, I haven't heard anyone say that ever. And that's crazy Mm -hmm. because I think um, those magazines that we used to read back in the day was extremely important to us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, And I know when it comes to like the newspaper business and things like that, uh, you know, most of them have went out of business because everything is just a click away you know what i mean uh but i think the one mm-hmm. thing that is, is kind of like it's kind of like also in the music business where you don't really get a lot of or we're not really into videos anymore uh and if we are right. if we are it's online you know what i mean uh and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a cl- uh, a quick clip or something like that but i'm also a fan of vintage and retro um vibes you know what i mean and and right, and I think I think if you build a if you build a fan base, I think the magazine thing could work hmm. I think it could like I,
1: printed magazine you mean order you mean like an online magazine
0: i would say i would say I would say both, but more so online um I, and, the, and the reason why I do say both is because if if there is a let's just say you have a a um, what do they used to call them um, issue it what was it a uh, what did they used to call them like issue I mean not issues but um, I can't really think the of it. magazines yeah the magazine not they didn't call them chat they called them something I can't remember what the- it was. They were issues. that were they were issues, right? I'm e- not sure. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It'll be like volume, whatever, issue three or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They okay. Were issues. So say
0: you come up with like a a special one or one that was really popping. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will want the hard copy to that because the one thing that I do know about people, no matter how mm-hmm. much technology changes, they want something that they can actually hold and keep. Mm, and the one thing true. that the one thing that online cannot do, <laughs> I mean, you can keep it on, it can stay online forever, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: having it in your hand wrapped up in some plastic or plastered against the wall, it's that says something different. You know what I mean? Like I have right. J Books Quick Three issue 98. You know what I mean? A lot mm-hmm. of people a lot of people don't have this one. And the reason why I say yeah. that because the late great. One of, the, one of the late greats uh, in NBA history passed away earlier this year. And when they came out with all those different Kobe magazines, mm-hmm. I tried to get them all. <laughs> I tried to get them I all. I think
1: I'm missing a bunch. I I bought a bunch too, but I'm missing... I don't think I got the... I, get, I got the Time one, but I didn't get the Newsweek one. I got the ESPN. I just went on like whatever I can buy in the stores, and then I went on Amazon and, mm-hmm. and started. I mean, because I'm a big fan. I don't know if you know that, but yeah. I've been a fan of his for 20 years, since since he started playing in 96.
0: Right, right. And, uh, uh, well, I, you know what? That, and that's why we're friends.
1: Good. That's, that's why we're friends. That's right. We uh, have that connection. <laughs>
0: we always have that <laughs> connection. Um, but, but I that urge to... To go out there and look for those magazines. And of course, you know, there was a huge reason to do that. But I I was like that when uh when Kanye dropped. Um God, I can't remember that album because I've been so off him. Um, but he has right. some classic albums out there and I wanted to keep keep a hard copy because a lot of this stuff is going to be, I don't I hate to say worth a lot, but not mm-hmm. even that because I don't want to sell it. I want to keep that. I want a piece of history. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think I think you could do that. I think you could create a magazine. I'm definitely buying a hard copy. Uh gotta be a lot of photos in there. You know, black people like we like reading and looking <laughs> at the photos that go with it. Right. Um, but it right. you know, however you put it together, that's how you put it together. But the reason why I asked is because, like I said, I want my own gym. That's my ultimate goal is to have my own gym and I have mm-hmm. my own football field uh, so I could provide a space for kids to play and things like that. That's my dream. Um, but I also wanted to see if if your dream was somewhat similar to mine as far as just being around your passion. Um, so I guess we could start with where did the passion come from? I
1: don't even I can't I don't know. I was just, it's just something that's in me. I, hearing my first song and, and like knowing, I guess, feeling how it made me feel or whatever, like I just knew that's something that I wanted to be a part of. Now, I grew up in a church, so obviously music is there. My mom played the organ. I was in the choir, of course. My uncle sang, but, and I have a cousin who, who sings now, but it's just been something in me. It's kind of like an escape for me to kind of zone out and turn something on and it just makes you feel a certain way. Right. So it's just always been in me and it's my whole, I guess, love for music and the reason why I wanted to be in it was because I wanted to make people feel the way these artists have made me feel. Because I feel like that's a special connection. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you said, you mentioned, you know, um, you mentioned listening to your first track. Like, do you even remember? Like, I know, I, I I can't pinpoint the exact first song I've ever heard. But I can tell you around what time I said, yeah, this is it this this is something i'm into uh so when it came to music it was definitely ll cool j and okay. it was like when i tell you it was until this day you I, you can catch me on twitter uh saying i don't i don't see how ll is not in a lot of goat conversations or at least mount rushmore because mm-hmm. when i tell you i thought this man like I thought this man was hip hop from the way he from the way he rapped from the way he talked to the way he carried himself. I'm like, this is hip hop right here. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so his persona, like his swag, I was like, yo, this shit is hard. And you talking to a man that was I was born and raised in L.A. So I'm you know I'm catching his vibe. He way over there in New York, you know, because I grew up off of N.W.A. You know what I'm saying? Ice-T, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. But when it came to, I was well-rounded because of my older brother and my cousin. So okay. with every NWA track or or every DJ Quick track, there came uh, um, Wu-Tang and, you know, uh, Nas, Jay-Z, DMX, Kiss, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty yeah. much balanced when it comes to the hip-hop game. But it all started... With this cat with a kango hat, you know what I'm saying? His shirt off, big chain, a radio, a radio. Like, yo, this mm-hmm. is crazy. No laces in this <laughs> Adidas, like
1: <laughs> leather come- pants,
0: yeah. And you can't tell it. And to me, I'm like, yo, he could beat up everybody, he could beat up everybody. <laughs> he makes great music. The ladies love him. That's the two L's in the beginning of his name. And I'm like, mm-hmm. This is crazy. So do you remember around what time and at least what artist or group that say, that made you say, you know what? I'm sticking with this.
1: Whitney Houston, Ooh. you give good love. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Jamie, I don't remember the it. year, but I... I was way too young to be singing about giving good love. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that was my jam.
0: That is a and classic <laughs> track right there.
1: That me a- and my friends on the block used to play a talent show. And we would get a radio, go to my friend's garage, and we would like lip sync our favorite songs. And I always that was my that was always my song.
0: I'm not mad at you. And I wanna say. What was it? A couple of it could have been a couple of days ago. Was it Friday night? It could have been Friday night. I think I I think I tweeted out that track. If I'm not mistaken, it was a Whitney Houston track. Oh, um, I didn't see it. It was either it had to have been sometime this week. It had to be sometime this week. It was either Friday or Monday. One one of the other, but um, I think I tweeted out that exact track too. That's oh,
1: crazy. I missed that, but yeah, that's my, that's what did it. I don't know, just something about Whitney, um, just it did it for me. Oh so I was a fan of hers. I thought I was gonna be best friends with Janet Jackson, and oh. then it just went on from there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Whitney to me um, arguably has the best voice ever. Man. Yeah. Ever. Man. Yeah. So, um, one thing though, this is crazy. Uh, before we even go any further, where did you grow up? Where did you grow up?
1: Okay. I grew up in a super small town in Michigan, uh, lower, like right almost on the border of Indiana and Michigan, right on Lake Michigan. It's called Benton Harbor. Uh, and it is... It's um they call it the Twin Cities cuz there's another city right across the bridge from us called St. Joe. So um in a way it's kind of segregated so all the black people stayed on Bitten Harbor side and all the white people stayed in St. Joe. That's how we grew up. Wow. Um not all, but you know majority black stayed there. Right, right. And right. so we had to share things like the mall was on our side. The hospital was on their side. Most of the factories were on their side. They had we had a beach, but they also had a beach. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that. Um that's very crazy. small town, only one one high school on both sides. Uh yeah, super. I, I don't know the population, but it was it was really small. It
0: had, I mean <laughs> really it had small. to be if his if it's one if his one high school on each side.
1: Yeah, I-, I mean a major high school. Well, let me. No, yeah, one high school.
0: Okay, yeah. so that's going. So I'm going to ask this then. Okay, was there? Was it like a huge rivalry when it came to
1: that? To us being like segregated? No,
0: I mean not. I mean, if the seg- if if the segregation played into it, I can understand. But I'm just saying in general, which you know, there's a high school on each side. I'm pretty sure y'all played oh. against each other, right?
1: It wasn't. It wasn't a. It, I mean. It wasn't a battle, though.
0: like. Oh, it's lopsided. Benton Harbor
1: against St. Joe? Like, come on. Like, you got... I mean, I'm not going to feed into the stereotype, but, I mean, think about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's no way. There's a lot <laughs> I mean, of, we did... a we lot have, of
0: melanin power.
1: Yeah. We had a lot of that going on. Um, what? Oddly enough in high school I wasn't that into sports. I was more into people that was playing the sports, not really into like knowing what was going on with the game. Mm-hmm. Um but uh our high school um basketball team did very well. I think we won some state championships um during the time I was there. Football team was doing really well. Um I don't think we played St. Joe that much like that. Like we would play a lot of schools around Michigan cuz they were like, you know, Michigan is made up of a bunch of small towns, mm-hmm. at least where I am. So mm-hmm. I'm like three and a half hours away from Detroit. So I'm on the way on the other side of Michigan. I'm closer to Chicago. Like oh. there's, a, there's a beach. Well, they have this thing called Warren Dunes. It's just a, a bunch of sand dunes. Mm-hmm. If you stand on the highest dune, um, which is right off Lake Michigan, if you look across the lake, if there's like a, a clear day, you can see Chicago. Oh, Uh, Chicago's skyline and stuff. That's dope. So So it's right there. How
0: how far? Well, how long would it take you to get there from that from that area that you're standing on?
1: Um, It takes two hours to get to Chicago because you have to drive around the lake. Oh, you have to go through Indiana and come back through. But yeah, we're closer to Chicago than we are um, Detroit. But um, as far as like the sports and stuff goes, like yeah, it's just a a bunch of small towns: Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo. Uh, St. Joe. uh, There was a Catholic school, Lake Michigan Catholic. Um, So all those schools and then like the surrounding schools. I don't remember all the the names of them now, but yeah, we just played those. And then, you know, obviously if they made it to a certain point, they would like, you know, go out, go throughout Michigan.
0: Mm. That's dope. That's okay. So so if I do look up your school versus what's the what's what's their name again? Saint Joe's? Saint Joseph. Saint Joseph, Saint Joseph. So if I look up the record, yeah. it should be 50, 11 and two.
1: It should be. Again, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't following sports, but I I don't think they I don't think they beat us.
0: Now outside not of, that I can think. Outside of sports, um, uh-huh. You 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 mentioned that um, you on your side you guys had the mall. So was was mm-hmm. there like ever was there any type of clashing when it came to the other students?
1: No, we really didn't have school rivalries like that. Um, our to be honest, our issue not issue but our it was more of a dividing of the the races. Mm. Um, in our town. So uh, we always, we will always talk about how like we traded off the malls every Saturday. So like, it'll be one Saturday, all the black people are there. And then the next Saturday, all the white people are there. So you didn't want to go when all the white people were there. Cause it's like, I don't know, it would be boring. Cause you know, all your friends that hang out, we used to have a game room in there and like an arcade and stuff. And you just didn't want to hang out if it was just like, a bunch of like soccer moms <laughs> and stuff hanging hanging out in the mall, walking and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> so, is this like, so is this like a, uh, you just, you got to be from there to know when to go to the mall?
1: Yeah. I mean, the mall is nothing now. Um, but yeah, you would have to know. Like, you knew. I remember me and my best friend having to talk like, "Girl, we came on the wrong Saturday. How do we get this mixed up? Because like, we must have (laughs) missed like this is not the day to be here."
0: Must have missed that melanin memo. Mm Mm-hmm. All
1: right,
0: that's interesting. So, how was how was the neighborhoods?
1: Neighborhoods were again. This is what eighties, nineties. Um, as I got into. Junior high, high school, it, it was gang-ridden. Like, it's a lot of gang activity. Um, we, you know, I've talked about before, and I don't know who I was talking to at the time, but, um, you know, they they would deem anybody coming from Benton Harbor, if you were a guy, you would be dead or in jail before you can graduate high school. If you were a female, you would be pregnant um on welfare, you wouldn't graduate. And if you did graduate, you still wouldn't be anything. Yeah. And obviously if you were from St. Joe, they had a different outlook. So I grew up in a, an environment to read, you know, in the newspaper, because that's what they had back then, to read those um statistics and things like that. Um, and hear those things. And then, you know, growing up with an overprotective mother, I could barely go to anything because yeah, they were you know, you would hear about shootings at the games or, you know, you couldn't go to certain neighborhoods because of, you know, different things going on and stuff like that. So it was,
0: had we had our had good times, but it was,
1: yeah, I do now. I didn't when I was younger.
0: Right.
1: I was like, right, why can I not go to the game? Everybody else is going to the game. And she was like, well, um, no, I don't care about what anybody else is doing cuz you're not going to go. Right. And I was like, well nobody nobody got hurt last night and then 2 days later there'll be something. So it just it just depends. I mean, I've been in a couple of situations where uh shooting was going on around me. Damn. Um so luckily I got out of out of that, but I mean, I don't want to make it seem like my childhood or my high school years were like you know, horrible because I had a lot of good times, but yes, our town was not um the best town. But um also we weren't getting the resources that you would get in, you know, say St. Joseph. Right. Like they weren't putting the money into the schools and is a, a vastly different you would see like how their high schools look and how our how, our high schools look or how our elementaries look and things like that. So um I think Sometimes when people say you're like a product of your environment, Mm -hmm. like if they if they're not putting anything into it, then, yeah, you're going to get get some of this stuff. So, I mean, luckily, I like to boast about a lot of people in my class that graduated, people that graduated before me, people that graduated um, after me. I mean, I, I see a lot of people that I graduated with and we're all doing awesome no matter where, you know, what we're doing in life we're not that statistic that they thought we were going to be, you mm-hmm. know? Would
0: you say, um, uh, going back to sports real quick, would you say mm-hmm. that area is more of a, was that more of a Michigan university or a Michigan state?
1: Oh, probably U of M. Okay. Probably. Yeah.
0: Cause I know, I know probably how, I know should. how important, um, uh, college football is, and even college basketball, I mean, Michigan, their program on both, you know, in both programs is, is, you know, legendary, uh, Michigan mm-hmm. State, and Michigan State to me has always been a a solid program, they for sure got the basketball history, uh, mm-hmm. y'all have had a lot of, between the two universities have had a lot of pro players, noticeable hall of famers, oh yeah, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so that's why I asked because and I know in
1: basketball
0: we had the Fab Five. Oh yeah, I mean, look, come on now. <laughs>
1: that's
0: that's, as, I that, those days. that's that's like Hall of Fame in basketball history, period. On on all <laughs> levels, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted I just wanted to know because I know how important like sports is uh, when they, when they when they when they talk about them goddamn Wolverines and them Spartans and shit like that. I know it can get a little. You know, uh, at the same time, like how you said it was segregated, maybe being a Wolverine or a Spartan kind of like helps, you know, calm that down or at least bring you all together, at least for a Saturday.
1: Oh, yeah. we. I mean, honestly, we didn't have any beef between the races. It was just very separate. And then there were certain times where you didn't want to be on the wrong side of town. Mm-hmm. That's all I. I'll say about that. <laughs> Okay.
0: Okay. So uh breezing through middle school, breezing through high school. Uh we get into that young adult life. Mm-hmm. What was that chapter like? The college year. Young adult. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. HBCU, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay, let's talk K-B- about A-M-U. it. A M U. Let me tell and let me tell you this. I'm jealous. Super jealous? Super jealous. Like. I'm talking dead serious I know I joke a lot But mm-hmm. When I when I say I visited Howard University As an adult mm-hmm. And I felt like An eight year old kid Walking onto Disneyland Because <laughs> Because our, Being from California Or I take that back Being from South Central Los Angeles mm-hmm. Um it's a very diverse city and it's been diverse as long as I, I was born in 82. So, uh, of course... Oh, you're the same age as my sister. Shout out to her. Was she born in December? <laughs>
1: no, she was born in July.
0: Okay, all right, all right. Um, we still shout out to her. Um, yep. Being born in, in Southern California, uh, very diverse city, um, and even though in our neighborhoods majority of the majority of my classmates were either black or hispanic now there were schools that i went to that was further west because the further west you go is considered more safe you know looks better you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, i would say past inglewood anything past inglewood is it's going to get start to get a little bit more expensive and if you start going north which is the Beverly Hills, uh, Bel Air, mm-hmm. uh places like that, Westwood, Brentwood, as crazy expensive. You go south, well, as south as you can go, because you you go west and going south, you're going straight into the water. Um mm-hmm. but you got San Pedro, you got Palos Verdes going south, and then going back east, you know, you you pretty much going to like, it's a different type of area. You know, Kawhi Leonard is from the Inland Empire to give you an example. Um, it's it, it's pretty, pretty cool out that way. Uh, then you go even further East, you're gonna end up in Vegas. Um, but I say that because I wasn't around a lot of white people uh, mm-hmm. gr- growing up. Although I did go to a middle school for a while where there was a couple of white kids at the school, but most most of the schools that I attended black and Hispanic. Um and with that being said, like we didn't get a lot of rich black history. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. the first, the first HBCU that I knew about wasn't even a real HBCU. Shout out to him in college. Right? Our helmet. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was that show. That's why that's one of my top five shows of all time. A Different World is because that was the first time I seen all black students at an all black university. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Showing just black representation, black greatness. You know, Um, we didn't get a lot of Well, at least I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Some we do have, I do have some friends. Uh, and associates that went off and went to Howard and and uh, Clark, you know, like they went off, you know, uh, but I didn't, you know, and I didn't find out to my senior mm-hmm. year that shit I could have got into one of these just taking the ACT, you know, but yeah, you know, we didn't get pushed hard enough for it or anything like that. So when I hear about when I hear about y'all uh, attending these uh, HBCUs and even graduating and stuff like that, oh, man, I envy that. I really did. <laughs> I really did. So tell me, you know, besides the stuff that I've seen on TV, <laughs> uh, what was this shit called? College Hill? was it called College Hill?
1: Oh, man. College Hill.
0: Yeah, yeah. College I Hill. I remember
1: that, but I don't remember. I remember watching it, but I just don't remember, like, all the things that they did.
0: You know, they they had a few, they had a few seasons and it was a few characters that are never, that will definitely live in my head rent free. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But yeah, tell me about, tell me about that. What was it? A a four
1: year journey? A five year. Five year. journey. Five year. Yeah. Five year. My fault. Cause, um, I was trying to, I, I was just not. I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing, so I had to uh, repeat a year so I can graduate. Because <laughs> I, so what happened is freshman year, I come in. Um, I was a pretty good student in high school. Um, I think I was like top twelve or whatever in high in my high school. But get to to uh, freshman year PV. Um, I did not know about i guess there was a Texas test that you had to take in order to take like regular uh classes, so you know when you're a freshman, you just take basic pretty much basic classes anyway but um when you did when I did not take this Texas test, I wasn't able to take like calculus or precal or like a certain uh, uh history or English or whatever because I hadn't taken a test, so I was taking like Sprinkled in were like some like really easy basic like skill level tests just to kind of prep you to take the Texas test. So I, I was like breezing through. So pretty much I was on the Dings list my freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. Then <laughs> sophomore year I meet somebody. I think he was a, a senior. So he didn't have that many classes. So I figured if he wasn't going to class, I wasn't going to class. My head wasn't in it. I thought if I can breeze through it. And then I end up on um, academic probation because I wasn't going to class. So that sophomore year I, is the one I had to end up repeating. So then that's why it took me five years. But um, outside of that, getting my head back into school, um, the experience was dope. Like... Um, I actually have an episode called All About Drew that I did, and I had my freshman year roommate on it with me, mm-hmm. and we kind of just talked about our freshman year and stuff like that. I mean, the I don't even know the the feeling being on like a a campus of an HBCU is kind of like, it's like no other. like it's every day is a party. Um, you meet people that is like family and they take care of you. They're around, you see them across campus, you're meeting all these people. It's just it's just a good environment. That even, even though it was a culture shock, coming from Michigan, going to Texas, because my school is in, uh, my college that I went to is in Texas, getting over that, um, once I got over that, it was just, it's just a good experience, like from Greek life to sports. And I will tell you, because I know you're into sports. Our our football team um, had the, and you can probably look this up, the longest streak of um, losing games. I think we were at 84 or 85 games before in, we won our... In a row? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, it's it was years before I think they won. And I, I want to say I was either, I think I was a junior when we, when we won our first game. Because I remember like we just, they just tore up the campus. Like they literally went and picked up the gold post out of the ground, like a big crowd of people and dropped it off in front of the president's uh, yard.
0: 84 it was- L's in a row
1: yeah we had ESPN at our games because they were just recording us losing it was football, <laughs> so basketball team was okay basketball team was good um the football team was trash, and I think um like now they're winning, but you know I haven't been in school in a very long time, so they've had time to improve and get some good recruits but back when I was in school, they were not winning as much
0: that's that's But we were that's no- almost that's that's like six to seven seasons right there in a row.
1: Yeah, that's why ESPN was there because <laughs> it was like, how many more games are you going to lose in a row?
0: I gotta but, see. The, uh, I, I gotta see. I gotta see the rollover. I gotta see how many coaches y'all had
1: during that time. Yeah, look it up because I don't know anything about that. I just know that um, the 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 football team wasn't good. Um, and I felt bad for the players because I was like friends with some of the players, and my friends had boyfriends on the team, and I was dating someone at the time on the team. It was just bad for them. It was just not a good time. Um, but they end up turning it around and stuff like that. So, um, I, I don't remember who they won, who they won against, but um, it kind of turned everything around, and uh, they started winning more games. But yeah.
0: Get that man a raise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any uh, noticeable, like, former athletes or celebrities that attended your university?
1: Uh, oh, man. I don't, I think there is, but I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who, but. Um, you know, Lonnie Love went to PV, if you know who that is. Lonnie Um, Love. Yep. Um, Terry Ellis from, um, In Vogue went to PV. Oh, shut up. Um. And I
0: want to say I knew that.
1: And I'm trying to think if there's anybody, I'm sure there's more. It's just not a lot that I, that I can think of right now. Um, our rival school, which is TSU, which was um in Houston, like my school was right outside of Houston. So the the other HBCU that was pretty close to us um, was TSU, Texas State University. Um, that's where um, and I keep forgetting this man's name, Michael Strahan. Oh. he graduated from there.
0: Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to my <laughs> uh my twin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's more. I just can't, I can't think of them, right off the top of my head.
0: I I don't know if this is a thing, but I I always thought it was. Once I did, once I found out about HBCUs, I figured like some of the pitches would be, uh, you know, they would they would immediately say, well, you know, such and such went here, and you know, because when I visited Howard University, that's when I found out about uh Puff, and then I I've met uh Anthony Anderson twice. Uh, once at once at the when they when Howard played UNLV, um, that that actually was history right there because Howard beat UNLV, um, mm. and uh another time I think it was at a Clippers and Houston game we were, we was back backstage, um, we was in some some area don't know how we got there, but we ended up being in there and we was eating and. Anthony Anderson came over and started talking to us. And then somewhere in the conversation, he was like, yeah, I'm an AGU um, alumni, something like that. So I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's dope. And then years later, we bumped into him at the football game. Um, Oh. Yeah, so, and he reps hard, though. That's why I said, that's why I wanted to know, you know, who, you know, attended your school because out of anybody that I, like, he reps Howard University, like to the max. <laughs> Everywhere he yeah. goes. Uh,
1: yeah, our school wasn't really like I mean, I don't know who all attended there, but like it's a very like I said, it's outside of Houston. You had TSU there. A lot of people don't know about it. It's not like one of the most notable HBCUs, because of course you have Howard and Spelman and Morehouse and and Grambling and all that. Mm-hmm. People know. Um, people don't usually talk a lot about My school, or even TSU, for that matter. So um, they're they're local, probably A lot of local stars, like out of Houston and stuff, that have gone there. But I don't think it's a bunch of like mainstream people. But I mean, it could be some sports people. Like I said, I don't I don't know a whole bunch whole bunch about who all went there. But yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I know. um, I would say. I visited uh me and the family actually because we was at a we was at a um family reunion and we got to, in uh Tennessee and we got the mm-hmm. chance to uh we we actually passed by Vanderbilt, uh, but mm-hmm. we we was we went on the campus of Tennessee State. So that, that was dope. Uh, and we met My a co- sister went there. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. oh, she's super yep, dope. She graduated
1: from there. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah. I mean, we we bumped into a couple of students. One of them talked to my son. Um, yeah, it was just refreshing. So, I salute you for what made you want to pick um an HBCU.
1: Um, honestly, it really wasn't the HBCU part. I mean, to be honest, I wanted to go to Georgia Tech. I wanted to be in Georgia. And um, really, it was just my, they didn't call us stands back then. It was just my uh, fandom for TLC. I wanted to go to Atlanta and go find L.A., Reed, and Babyface and work for LaFace. Mm. And so I wanted to go to school around there. And my mom was like, no. (laughs) Like, we went to a tour. I visited Spelman. Um, I think I got into Georgia State and Georgia Tech. Um, I applied for somewhere in Michigan, but I knew I didn't want to stay there. And then I applied for someone from uh, PV came to our high school and just talked about like the history and things of going to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm just going to apply, but I don't know. I don't want to really want to go to Texas. Um, So things didn't pan out. Cause my mom was like, I'm not going to let you go by yourself or you don't have any family to, to Georgia. So you got to figure out either you can go to Texas because my stepdad has a family in Houston. Or you can stay home or, you know, stay in Michigan and go to one of the state schools. And so I was like, I guess I'm going to Texas because I just didn't want to stay home. So that's how I ended up um, at PV. But yeah, I'm really happy that that I went there because, you know, I'm proud of that.
0: Yeah, I'm proud of you, my damn self. (laughs) So we get out of college. Now yes. we are officially in the real world. Mm. And with the the real world comes, you know, uh, maybe the career you went after uh based off of your um I would say based off of your Well, what did you Degree? go to school? Yeah, I was going to say what did you go to school for?
1: I went to school for originally for engineering and I changed it to um Business management with a uh, minor in marketing.
0: Okay, okay. So you into the real world, looking to find something that's you know identical or close to your major. You also have to deal with uh, dating and um, just dealing with the world outside of school. So where are we mm-hmm. at? Where are we at after college?
1: Man, my 20s were a blur, is all I can say. It <laughs> graduating, I got recruited um, by the Walmart company um, after I graduated and I went to go work for Sam's as, uh, well, I started off in like the management trainee program mm-hmm. and then I went to be an operations manager for them. And then I kind of bounced around and did different things within the company while I was there. Um, but with that, I was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Well, back then, it was making a lot of money. Uh, rent wasn't much because this is, what, 90? No, 2000. Mm-hmm. So two thousand two thousand two. 2002. So I was just, yeah, I was living it up. Mm-hmm. I was... At the clubs every weekend with my friends, uh, doing just being wild and crazy, is having that, something at my
0: what? I was about to say it's interesting that you you said Walmart, right?
1: Yeah, well, I didn't work for Walmart. I worked for Sam's, but Walmart is the parent company. That's who recruited me. Okay,
0: and you said that you applied for the management training.
1: Yeah. Well, what it was, I was working at Sam's part-time while I was going to school. So I I was paying for my last semester, my last year and a half of school by myself um, because I wanted to, I didn't want my mom to have to pay anymore and I didn't want any more loans and stuff. So I just, um, I figured out a way to make myself uh, in-state so that I would lose those $3,000. I kept paying extra for being out of state. Um, and then I just worked. I think I had like two jobs, maybe three at one time, hmm. just so I can just pay for school and just be done with it or whatever. But um, I was working at Sam's Club part-time. And so when they heard I was graduating, uh, I think one of my my store managers or something was like, well, there's a program. Um, if you just give me your resume and I'll send it up to whoever. And then that's when I got the call from uh, Walmart itself, you know, Walmart, the the company and saying like, we have this program and you can stay at Sam's if you want. Um, and this is what we can offer you. And this is what, you know, this is the track that you'll be on. So that's how that, that happened.
0: Mm, okay. The only reason why I was uh, highlighting that part was because once my, uh, my wife, when she completed um, college, um, she applied for what she say. She just told me she's, she applied for target Waste management. Mm-hmm. And the big one is uh, I cannot think of the damn car, um, the rental car place. Enterprise. Enterprise. So, the, yeah. You know, and I'm not sure how long they've been doing this, but I've seen the commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but my wife was like, no, what their goal was to come after athletes. That was their, that was their hmm. number one thing was to come after athletes. And um, sure enough, Why is that? I have, you know what? She came up with, the best reason for it. I'm not even sure if it was something that she, that they told her or she just came up with, she just came up with a, a great opinion, but there is a, I mean, cause I've seen a commercial where they hire uh, student athletes and uh, like, there's a full commercial that say we hire student athletes <laughs> and <laughs> she was a part of that and she was like yeah no they was doing it all the time there was a lot of student athletes that worked for enterprise um there was a lot of student athletes that applied to the same companies if they had well her major was in marketing but she ended up being in management and shit like that with target um and so that's why I asked cuz I'm like oh this sounds this story sounds a little familiar you know what i mean uh-huh. Um.
1: Well, the thing that Sam's was doing is, is they wanted to be more diverse um, Uh, with their hires. Like I even went to corporate. Um, They chose me along with a bunch. I was wondering, like, why everybody was like a person of color that had gotten these interviews. Um, But they told me when I got up there, like, it's only two black people that work in this whole, whole corporate thing. Like, we need. We need to change that. So, yeah, we're like trying to find all different, you know, walks of life, people of color to like mix this up because this is not like this is not what we want to be doing.